Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is the Non-Fungible Podcast, NFP with D. Klein. Now you can find this podcast and you can dive deeper into blockchain trends on Cointelegraph Magazine. Just go to cointelegraph.com magazine. Today, my guest is an abstract artist and co-organizer of Nifty Pride, Zach Kenny. Hey, Zach Kenny, how are you? I'm great, Darren. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, welcome to NFP. I'm happy to have you here. Amazing. I'm so happy to be here with you, Darren. <laughs> uh, you have no idea the the impact you have had on my NFP voyage so far. It's, really? Uh, it's Did you say NFP voyage? Yes. Is that what you just said? I think you said I, NFP I, I could I could equate it. <laughs> It is it is an NFT voyage, but um, honestly, I really got started in the space listening to NFP podcasts. With Actually, you are you serious? Amazing guests. So that's I'm, awesome! I'm wow, serious, man. Yeah, it was one of the first things I saw on Instagram uh, when I started, you know, getting interested in NFTs. Uh-huh. Was um, you know an artist that I follow, and they said. You know, this is a really interesting space, uh, a lot of hard work, no easy money. Go check out NFP podcast with Decline. Um, it's super helpful. So I just jumped right in. Um, yeah, I started listening uh, about two months ago. And uh, yeah, there's just so much great content. And it's not, you know, all all like crypto related you talk about art and you talk about philosophy and education and all this stuff and i love it wow i'm really honored that's so awesome to hear that from somebody that's really cool thank you for sure yeah yeah and i mean i i i sort of summarized somebody asked for uh i think it was art not on twitter Uh the other day asked for people to um describe their nft uh experience uh-huh. their story and so i condensed it into a tweet um which <laughs> consisted of well declines podcast and in brackets your dms um and i hope i'm not uh outing your goodwill to the community here but um being able to dm you and have you respond to me was huge <laughs> Yeah, no, I, once in a while I come down from my ivory tower to connect with the commoners. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I mean, that, I, that's, like, that's cool, though. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it was yourself, but then also other guests that you have had. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I sent a, I really loved the the podcast, that, the episode that you did with, uh, with Rogan X. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I sent them a DM and sure enough, it's like, you know, right back at you. And, and that's, I think, what, what people will be surprised about getting into the NFT space is actually how responsive people are. Oh, um, yeah. Like, you know, I'll drop a really few names exciting. here. Like, you know, Rogan X, super helpful guy. And he helps, gives yeah. a lot back to the community. Another one that really stands out to me is Anonymous Nobody, who just... He's constantly being active, trying to help people out. And he even has a whole teacher's fund going, which is really cool. Basically, uh, uh, getting he does these draws where people can contribute to it. 
and teachers can win a thousand dollars of Ethereum that they can then use for their schools, which is awesome. Amazing. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Another yeah. one who really stands out to me is Soundwaves Photon. Just another person who's really into kind of helping people out getting started and getting them attention to their art and getting them drawn in. So there are a ton of awesome people. And I'm only mentioning those three. I could go on, but please don't be offended if I didn't mention you. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I think... I think you could probably fill uh, an entire episode with all, <laughs> probably. The, all the people who are who are great and supportive. Um, it's very accessible, right? The, like Twitter is so good for that. Photo- yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and it's so interactive too, right? Like I was, you know, I'm used to uh, you know the art world where you mm. go to an exhibition. And you see the artist across the room and you see the gallery owner across the room. And it's like, you're at, you're at this, you're at this opening for an hour. And like, maybe you get to nod to them or something like that. Can I talk to this person? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to just like comment on people's art, like, like I love, uh, you probably know Arkan Nair um they're beautiful illustrations and to no, be able no, to comment, say that name again then, what i want to look this up Ar- say it again arkan nair a-r-c-h-a-n-n-a-i-r and you comment on on their artwork and they're right back like oh thanks so much zach i really appreciate it i did not have this person i would that's so weird have you had it where you follow somebody and then it stops following them because I've definitely looked at this artist's uh, work yeah, before. I, yeah, I know, right? Uh, what the yeah. heck? And, Why was I not following them? I know. It's, it can be confusing. So when, when, when people are, are in your feed so often, you assume you're following them, and then it's and then you go to message them or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, okay. Here, well, me, thank you. I am now that. following Arkan Air. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So like, it's stuff like that, right? Where mm-hmm. these people who you admire so much and you do have interaction with and engagement with and they're liking your stuff and, 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 and you know, retweeting and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people will people are kind of getting tired of, you know, the, the community talk like they say it's a cliche or maybe it's just, you know, trying to get tweet uh, engagement or whatever, but it is a big part of it. I mean, I, I, I'll stay steadfast on that. To me, that's, that's the biggest part of it is that there's that connection there. For sure. I, I think so too. Like I, and I get that, you know, the word community can get a bit tired. Mm-hmm. Um, but for new people coming into the space, like for, to know that you can just engage with people and they will engage back. Like mm. that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and for a lot of people, like you know, the NFT space is really blown up recently. You know, everybody uh, and their dog literally is on here <laughs> uh, making <laughs> NFTs and their toddlers. And so <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I, I did, I did make an NFT with my daughter, my four-year-old uh-huh. daughter. Actually, we mm-hmm. made. Uh, we made some spiders out of mm. pipe cleaners for the um, for the pizza for the rare pizzas thing. <laughs> okay, awesome. How did and, that go? And so our spiders, 
were toppings for these for these rare pizzas. So <laughs> That's yeah, cute. I mean, it's to be able to get that interaction and get out there and like start making contacts and have your work be shared and responded to is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's definitely yeah. far more immediacy there to it rather than, you know, if you're if you're just using selling your art locally or exhibiting it locally. Right. Yeah. Just the yeah. ability definitely. for people yeah. to see it and, and like you said, engage with you as the artist and them as the patron yeah, for or, sure. or fellow artist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's interesting. Let's talk about your art for a minute because you're you're general primarily an abstract artist. That's right. Yeah. And from what yeah, I've seen, so, you have some work that's like a portrait type style abstract, but you also have some that like your work on foundation is quite uniquely beautiful and has this kind of falling leaves kind of sensation to it. Thanks. Yeah. So that, the, so, you know, I, I'm like a fine artist. I'm an abstract painter. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to art school, all that kind of thing. And, um, and so, you know, for however many years I've been painting mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, making and selling paintings and exhibiting and that kind of thing. Um, and uh, my paintings are pretty intensely bright mm -hmm. and colorful. They're not mm -hmm. everybody's, you know, living room uh, artwork. But, um, you know, pe some people like them. Uh, you don't want to make good. art that just blends and... in with the sofa anyway. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For that, yeah, we can exactly. go to uh, Ikea uh, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, totally. And, you know, that art is super popular, too. And there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it. But, no. uh, you know, my, I like my yeah, that might have sounded judgmental, to come out sorry. in my art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then I, when I started getting interested in the NFT space, it was, it was actually a friend of mine, mm -hmm. uh, Tim Riapel, who is an amazing digital mm -hmm. artist. Uh, and, and, you know, he's got work, he was showing work and known origin and super rare. And he's posting these, you know, Oh, I just sold this other piece or there's this bidding war on <laughs> for a piece of mine right now. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> so I went to super rare as you do mm -hmm. uh and was like oh hey like yeah i want to be on this website mm -hmm. um and so i filled out their artist form and one of the criteria i don't know if it's a criteria now on their form was was the artwork has to be made digitally yes right and i was like oh wait a sec like i'm a painter i can't i can't I, this is not for me Right. I can't do NFTs because <laughs> I make my work physically. Mm, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, and then so so then I just kind of closed the tab and forgot about it for huh. for okay. a few weeks. That um, makes sense. Yeah. And but I started I kept on coming back to it and I kept on thinking about it. And I was like, you know what? Like I could do some really cool stuff digitally with my work mm -hmm. and something that I would always, always wanted to do like in a gallery space was, and you know, I'm talking about a physical uh, art uh, installation here, but would ha be having like transparent panes of glass or plexi and then have um, abstract elements on these transparent panes mm -hmm. that you would be able to walk around in and walk through. 
And so I was thinking like, you know what, like I could try and do this um, and create that kind of a concept, you know, in a virtual reality kind of space. Mm -hmm. Um, And then so that's what I started doing. I uh, started playing with my paintings in Photoshop and and then moving into some other different 3D applications like Blender. And um, Mm -hmm. I was using Adobe Arrow there for a bit, too. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was really, really enjoying how it was looking and, and how I was able to, uh, to, to make that experience happen uh, digitally. Mm-hmm. I can and, see it on your then, Instagram here then, where you've voila, got like the like, AR stuff going on there, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So some of that is like um, I'm doing it in Blender. And then mm, I'm, you know, okay. I'm doing these renders uh, in Blender and, and then... And then that's what I've been putting up on foundation is these kind of like uh, renders of the, of the VR kind of project that I've created uh, in Blender. Right on. Yeah, no, those pieces on foundation are beautiful and you've sold three of the four that are on there. Amazingly. Yeah. yeah that's, that's awesome. It was huge. Mm-hmm. Right. Oops, sorry, so I hit my microphone that's, there. Well, you know, <laughs> About a little over a month ago, it was it was May the fourth, which I will mm-hmm. never forget, being a Star Wars fan, <laughs> when I sold my first one. Um, okay, you know, and then so I've exciting, right? Couple, the first one. Uh, I'm it's amazing, and you like it's really kind of nerve wracking. Like I, <laughs> the only way I could do it was hit the mint button, make sure it was listed. Mm-hmm. And then immediately go to bed, right? So it was like <laughs> two in the morning. Gas was low. It was like okay, uh, you like couldn't sit there and watch people, right? <laughs> no way, no way. Uh, yeah, and then it was like you know, I I just left it, and I was like, well, okay, it was bid on like forty five minutes morning. after you after you minted it, so that's good. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. that someone so, put a bid in that was higher than your initial reserve to begin with that's interesting i that also kind of boggled me a bit um but you know hey i'm not gonna argue (laughs) and uh and really meant a lot that you know somebody would 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 do that Um, totally yes there's a a musician in new york uh clear eyes Mm -hmm. and you know i've you know since since been in touch with him and uh he's you know super supportive and um and uh i'm i don't <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna drop this here uh i haven't announced it anywhere else but we are Ooh. we're working on a collaboration together so oh, really um yeah with his music and and my like vr artwork and stuff too that so that's awesome uh it's pretty cool what all of that happened from from that first piece yeah right on wow that's really cool yeah I want to do that more. I still haven't settled on who to work with on that, but I do want to do some pieces with musicians. I just think that'd be, I've, I haven't ventured into that yet in terms of making totally. it work with yeah. the timing of the music and that kind of thing. I think that'd be an interesting challenge. For sure. That's, I'm really enjoying the process actually. Um, and it was a comment that I kept on getting from the videos from my first few uh, that I posted on Instagram, people were like, oh, like, where's the music? I can't, <laughs> I don't hear the sound. People were just even assuming that I had music to them. I see and what I was you're like, saying. Oh, expecting yeah. It. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, it, I guess it's. I guess the aesthetic of the piece lends itself, you know, to some kind of uh, yeah, some kind of the, audio experience. The undulating motion of it. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah, super excited about that, and uh, and his music is awesome too. So. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Well, and you didn't get yeah. one of those like two cent bids like some people are doing on Rarible these days. Thankfully not. And I think I'm new enough to the space that I that I haven't seen those. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I have a couple pieces from a different project on OpenSea and I, I, I haven't got those super lowball offers there. So yeah yeah maybe that's... i'm just not not big enough to to be uh on anybody's no, lowball it's nothing radar. to do with that it's nothing <laughs> to do with that i think it might have to no do with the size of one's collection on rareable would probably be the key element right and oh, since I you've see. primarily yeah, okay. been on foundation and hick at nunk there's really not much for yeah uh, like they're basically trolling artists okay so for example i had one the last couple of days i think it goes by the name you know, I'm not even going to say the name. I don't want to promote them. Um, where what they would do is they would come into my collection on Rarible. And let's say I had a piece listed for, I don't know, say it was $300. They would bid like a dollar. Right? Yeah. And someone was like, complaining this? about this. Go ahead. No, go go ahead. I was just going to say like, yeah, what do, what do they expect, right? I think they're doing it to insult people. I think they're doing it to say, oh, well, it's more than you ever got offered for the piece, so you should be happy kind of idea. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you, you had an idea in a previous episode, I think, where you were just thinking that maybe they're just hoping that people uh, misread or miscalculate the, the amount and just click on accept because they think it's, they think it's a legitimate bid or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that can happen too. There was one little tweet storm this morning where one actually spoke up when someone complained about the the bids, and then they actually responded. Oh, really? They're defending their yeah, and bids? their explanation. And again, I'm not going to say their name. Um, their explanation was, "Well, your bids so far on that piece are zero dollars, so you should be happy with my bid." <laughs> Like just being, you know just what? Being like jerks. it's an interesting comment. Jerk. Yeah, it is jerky for sure. But it's an interesting comment. I was just actually uh, talking to a friend of mine earlier today, mm -hmm. uh, who runs a studio here in Prince Edward County in Ontario, and they're interested in in this kind of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I was saying, like, like the thing with NFTs is the same as any kind of collectible or, you know, a uh, piece of merchandise. It's only as valuable as somebody is willing to pay for it. Absolutely. Right? 100% agree with that. The th you know, those, those bids are, are certainly insulting. Um, but I, there's, there's, I don't want to say legitimacy. <laughs> I hear you. I hear it's you. Not that. It's not quite that, but there is like, it's demonstrating that, you know, if, if you were to accept that bid, then, you know, that's what your work, your work is worth. Right. Um, that is true. Yeah. I will give you that. And, My, and yeah, I and just think this is a case where you someone would not is do that because yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
Sorry, there's a bit of a delay. Yeah, so slight delay in our conversation, um, so I apologize for that. Yeah, no worries. But yeah, it's 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 an interesting phenomenon. But it's you know, at the end of the day, self-respecting artists are not going to devalue themselves like that, and mm -hmm. and that's what it comes down to. I I often take fair offers if I have something priced at you know, a given price and someone makes what I feel is a fair offer, I'll often accept those, you know, especially if it's someone who is of a, collector, a collector that I like, then I'm like happy, happy to have my art in their collection. Right. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's true too. That's a really good point because as soon as you get into a big collector's collection, that's, that's, you know, also kind of advertisement and totally. promotion for you. Yeah. Mm. Well, and it does, like you say, it does give it legitimacy, right? I mean, you've already had that because yeah. you've come from the physical art world, right? And you already have a legitimate fine art um, kind of portfolio that people are aware of, yes? So because yeah, of that, you sure. didn't have and, to necessarily build it's... up the same reputation in NFTs as someone who comes into it fresh, so to speak. Well, it's an interesting point because on the one hand, sure i have that experience and maybe that reputation but at the same on the other hand you know uh clear eyes clear eyes music um who placed that bid had no idea who i was right yeah no, right? that's a good point um and a lot of the the stuff that i'm posting you know on twitter which is obviously you know where the nft metaverse is kind of located um has nothing to do with my with my abstract art painting practice mm -hmm. um and so it's kind of this interesting fresh start mm -hmm. doing something so different um but people can still see like okay there's a there's an aesthetic there's um there's a style at work here, which I think is maybe is helping me. Yeah, for sure. It does. Absolutely. So have you heard back from super rare? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, You're uh, still, still waiting, waiting like, like almost everybody else who applies there. Absolutely. You know what I did do though, is uh, I, I, I felt like my, um, my work had actually developed quite a bit since my initial application. So okay. I just went in and updated the Google shared folder that is it that is linked to my application. Right. Okay. So when eventually they do go there and look at it, um, you know, maybe in a year or so when they look at it, I, I was like, hey, I should I should just be putting newer and newer the latest work in here. So you know what's helped me back? Look at it. At least they're looking at my best stuff. What's yeah. that? Yeah, you know what's held me back is they say in their application it needs to be five pieces that are not minted elsewhere. Yeah, I heard you mention that in another episode, and I didn't notice that. Really? Uh, oh in, man, you mean all this time the application? All this time, I should have applied. Maybe it... <laughs> <laughs> I should just go ahead and apply know, with like... my current portfolio and just ignore that. Hey. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I really, I don't know. I didn't notice that when I submitted mine, so I've just been uploading, <laughs> updating it with my current work. But 
that's probably maybe they will look at it and then they'll look at my foundation and think oh all of this is already minted we're not gonna (laughs) go with this guy (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no i don't know i to me that's a strange requirement on their part because if you are an established artist like yourself to me it makes no sense that they should require it to be unique pieces that are not anywhere else yeah i i get the requirement and you know who else is doing something like that is the suspended soul Mm. and they're doing these monthly uh calls for artists where um you submit one one piece of art Mm -hmm. and that piece cannot be minted right because the idea Mm -hmm. there is if you get accepted yeah yeah that's the piece that they're gonna do the do the sale with Mm-hmm. but yeah doing five is like oh, it's a little much <laughs> it is like you know i mean i would have to set aside like weeks to just do that and like basically go like a wall from from any art that i've been producing you know now granted i do produce a lot like i i make stuff almost daily so um right yeah late, and lately then... i haven't because i've been working on some collabs and stuff but cool that's cool yeah and then my my issue there right is that i would make five pieces mm-hmm. and then again it would be a year since until they actually looked at it and <laughs> exactly. then you know I, every single time i feel like i'm doing something new and developing and improving totally. and then they would come back to me saying like oh this work is kind of cool and i'd be like no 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 this is nothing <laughs> <laughs> that stuff i'm not doing that <laughs> right no, it's true though. Like it evolves. It yeah. should evolve. If you're still doing the same thing like a year later, like I don't know, man. Yeah. To me it sure. should it yeah. should and change I, over time. And I think that's also what's, you know, exciting for for collectors to see, right? Is is this that development too. And yeah, yeah. It's exciting for collectors, but it's exciting for artists to like have this uh this drive to you know be really pushing themselves Mm -hmm. and it's something i was really interested in because you know being an abstract painter it's like i'll have a show right i'll i'll paint for uh an entire summer and then i'll have a show Mm -hmm. and out of the maybe 20 30 paintings that i created for the show maybe i'll sell like five right from that exhibition Mm -hmm, but then i go back to my studio and i'm very aware of the of the five paintings that sold Uh and then that kind of reinforms like where i'm going next which is kind of like it's a kind of a gross way to do things and i don't really like it Mm. um but with this with the nft stuff it's like okay i just as long as i'm pushing myself creatively and doing something exciting uh then it's it's that's going to be reflected in the work totally which i think is an uh, an interesting kind of mindset for people to be taking into this space yeah it's very freeing right for sure yeah 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 which brings me to your you mentioned something oh yeah cool (laughs) sorry you wanted to ask me something yeah so no, no, it's okay. The Hicket Nunk stuff was also really cool because, again, those were um, paintings that mm-hmm. I had done um, that I thought that I thought, oh, like again, like I I want to try and do something interesting 
with this with these old paintings i don't want to just mm -hmm. like you know list old paintings um and i've got right. plenty of old paintings i could list but to do something interesting so i was doing these like abstract faces which were abstract face paintings okay, um I see. but then i was doing a similar kind of thing with uh with my um vr stuff where uh it was like working with the with the 2d surface in blender and kind of reshaping it and, and doing some different things there mm -hmm. with that but yeah i'm looking man, at them what's nice is they're interactive too right like you can turn them around and look at them from different angles and and if you look at them on your phone too you because they're the glb files you can like drop them like into your space and walk around them and stuff oh wow okay that's cool. Yeah, wow. they're not. They're. I, I. I. need to figure out some. Some of the details there. Like there's. Uh, I think the method that I was using for creating them doesn't a hundred percent translate. So there's. Uh, some of the transparency gets kind of blocked out. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's totally cool kind of opportunity to be able to do that. I just. Mm -hmm. I just saw that feature the other day. Now here's the funny thing. When a lot of people this... are doing that. Yeah, 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 for sure. When I look at your Hicket Nunk and I look at your creations, you have four pieces. But when I go to your collection, <laughs> it's enormous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've gone a bit crazy there. <laughs> Tell me about your collection Honestly, on Hicket Nunk. Yeah, there are so many great artists and um, I've like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't have any Ethereum left. Like I've made all my sales <laughs> on, on, on foundation mm -hmm. and it's all being ported back over into, <laughs> into Wow, really? <laughs> to buy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're why the Ethereum like, I think, I think market is down. I think it's your fault pretty much. Yeah, you, you pulled well, out your ETH and, and it died. I'm, I'm just I'm kidding, going I'm with the flow. I, I think I've got enough ETH to mint another piece on on Foundation, uh, <laughs> but but other than that, like it's yeah, it's all in Ethereum. I've also been actually like toying with some other currencies and stuff. And have you? That's the thing is, once you get into this space, you start seeing like. Oh, there's like Bruce the Goose doing some like really interesting stuff with this. Mm -hmm. uh, like he's he's uh, created this um, this GNFT token, um, okay. doing some really interesting things there. So like I have some GNFT uh, sitting in a couple of different like um, d different spots uh, with that thing too. But yeah, most of it's on most of it's on in my Hicket Nut collection. I was looking at one. I think it's called Screensaver is one of the newer ones. I think that runs on Matic. Am I right? That's another Oh, one. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of interesting. I haven't actually looked at it. Like at, at a certain point, you just kind of have to limit yourself, right? Yeah, I'm limiting myself right now. But I think I will apply to Super Rare and take your advice. I'll just throw a portfolio there that I already have. Yeah. And they might be like, nope, <laughs> forget it. And, We're not even looking. I don't know. Yeah, and keep on updating it. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, hey, let's talk about Nifty Pride. This is something that's uh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Co-organizer um, of this and, event. 
Yeah, well, I'm sort of like a, an organizer adjunct. Um, mm -hmm. I just kind of brought this idea of a project that I wanted to do. Um, and they just said, yeah, go go and do that um, on our platform. Um, but like, I just wanted to sort of give that a bit of context uh, mm -hmm. because um, it's a charity, uh, a charity auction. And it, one of the things that I've been trying to do with my art, you know, lately and, you know, the past year, I think a lot of artists have started thinking about uh, what their art is for and what they're doing with their, you know, with their practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I, like a lot of artists, had tried to run some fundraisers uh, on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, you know, doing, port, you know, commission portraits, doing painting giveaways, all this kind of stuff. Right. Uh, trying to, try, trying to like, you know, get, <laughs> get the extra money that people have in their wallets that they don't need into the hands of people that really do need it. Mm. Um, and when I saw what was happening in the NFT space and people's going for $69 million, it's like, okay people have some disposable <laughs> income here yep uh let's see what good we can do with that phenomenon right people mm -hmm. want to buy these things they want to spend their money on these virtual collectibles which i get it i'm a huge collectible guy right i've got stamp collections and coins and uh and and digital cards and all this as well mm -hmm. but people and heck, are are willing <laughs> yeah yeah exactly right um people are willing to 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 do this and so i think that if an artist is reasonably well off as i am um i'm you know i've got a a, a full-time job i'm you know there's i don't need you know x all this extra money it's it's nice to have but um i can i can really be uh be trying to to do something better with that and and getting it into the hands of people who do need it so that was my first kind of thought when i was looking at this whole space was like there's a lot of really good potential here um mm -hmm. for charities and for fundraising and stuff and uh yeah when um you know i, I we're gonna talk uh, a bit more about nifty pride another in another episode that's right i've got a nifty um, pride a whole bunch of you coming on when was that scheduled i'm trying to remember let me look quick yeah for next week uh or next weekend yeah um, June 19th. so i don't want to give too yeah. much away but uh but i will just say you know <laughs> the the charity that i'm working with um, is the Transgender Emergency Fund uh, mm. of Massachusetts. And they um, provide emergency services and, um, and care and support to transgender and non-binary and gender non-conforming people in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. But in the States, like, you know, there's so much anti-trans, you know, legislation, but and then mm. also anti-trans behavior and and action happening which is just so uh terrible it's terrible yeah, to it see is. It is um terrible. you know and i have 
I, 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 I still don't get friends. it. I, I still don't understand why there's hatred there for that. Yeah, I don't, I, you I, know, there's a few people who are really good at talking about about it. Um, a lock v menon on instagram if you ever get a chance to uh to hear them speak they will often do um do instagram lives mm -hmm. and it's like oh yeah like you're right this is this is what's happening and mm -hmm. you know people are afraid of of the gender binary collapsing and they're grasping onto these these things that they hold so dear for some <laughs> you know very paranoid uh yeah i don't get reason. it yeah i don't know but There's some um, insecurity there somewhere but uh, yeah absolutely yeah for sure and it's really unfortunate that that's happening and is uh, and so so that was it i was i just thought okay i can this is where i'm going with this i want to mm -hmm. try and help out this community mm -hmm. um and uh and, and Nifty Pride was very welcoming of that initiative. And, you know, myself, I'm, you know, I'm uh, cisgender, male, straight. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't mind <laughs> admitting that in connection with Nifty Pride. This is just who I am. Um, but, you know, I'm, I, I felt like there could be something that I could do. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> that's awesome well and i'm happy to have them on the podcast too because you know i'm a teacher and i see kids go through this stuff too and you know people kind of talk about it like um how should i say this unless you know someone who's going through these things it's very easy just to kind of think of it as something that's not affecting a real person but you know if for we, sure if you yeah. do know yeah. people who go through this uh, and are, are treated poorly because of it it changes your perspective on it, right? For sure. And that's, you know, why I mentioned ALOC v Menon on Instagram. Uh, others um, uh, like Matisse DuPont, um, MX Dean uh, on Instagram, um, Jeffrey, oh, uh, <laughs> I can't remember their, their last name right now. Um, Okay. But being able to see these people is super, super important. And that's why that's why they're doing what they do on social media. And, you know, we've had artists in the auction, um, uh, Clara Volstad, who mm -hmm. is a trans woman. Um, From Edmonton, and Alberta. When, yes, yes. <laughs> and so when we were listing her piece, she got right on, was doing a Twitter spaces and um, and people were on there, you know, talking to her about uh, about their own, you know, transgender experiences and where they're at and everything. It's mm -hmm. really, really important um, to be, be talking about this and to be uh, highlighting and giving these people the, the space. I kind of see it how like I see with my students, uh, the mental health kind of side of the story where even i think back a couple of decades there was so much more stigma attached to that discussion whereas now kids they have no qualms talking about mental health they they're very open about it compared to even 10 years ago and i think the same thing will happen um when it comes to 
these issues with uh, transgender, um, you know, those sorts of issues. I think that there will come a time, it won't be hopefully too long, where it just becomes more of it's it's not this gigantic stigma that seems to be attached to it now for so many people, but it, you have for to work sure, at it, yeah. right? You and have to work at it. You have to promote dialogue. You have to encourage open-mindedness and get people talking about it. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, make those spaces for, for people to, uh, to explore, uh, for people to explore their own, you know, their own gender identities and that kind of thing too. That's mm -hmm. really interesting that you have that, perspective being a teacher for that long and can and have been able to see uh some kind of you know change mm -hmm. as well that's really cool oh yeah very much so there is very generational change absolutely you know and now it's you know it's not a big deal like for most of these kids it's like yeah so this person is non-binary whatever <laughs> you know yeah it's yeah, yeah that's, it, I that's mean obviously great. for for the kids going through it it's still a big deal in their lives but there's more openness there to talk about it there's more support for them than there used to be it's not something that has to be hidden like it used to be yeah and how yeah, can that not sure. be better yeah. for society how can that not be better absolutely yep freedom of expression and self-expression and exploration like yeah come on <laughs> But it ties it ties so closely Kids into mental health, this. and a mental health is a collective thing. If you have people amongst your family or amongst your peers or amongst your colleagues who are struggling with mental health, it affects the people around them. So if we can do things to facilitate better mental health for others by being supportive of differences, then it's a no-brainer. It's obvious that that's what should happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Darren, this is another thing I love about your podcast is that you are very, uh, very insightful when it comes to the kind of these bigger philosophical and societal issues as well. Um, it's yeah, very refreshing to hear these perspectives and, and, and everything again, kind of like within this like crazy space that everybody's hyper excited about and 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 you're giving the space for these you know more thoughtful uh discussions which is great yeah yeah i mean uh, thank you i think you know it has to happen somewhere and you know twitter is you know it's kind of tougher to discuss re discuss real issues you know in any kind of you know you're limited to so many characters and often people are going for reactions on there right but yeah, I, I do see hope in that sense in that there's growth there and uh, there is more acceptance. But it's a it's a gradual thing. And, yeah, you know, it takes time yeah, for sure. And there will be the hangers um, on. I, there will be the people who, you know, cling to, you know, feeling safe with the way things were in their minds. Right. But of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just to note there, though, I think that, you know, these other social spaces that are emerging like clubhouse and Twitter mm -hmm. spaces um, are offering more in that way. Like I said, uh, Clara Volstad's Twitter spaces that she was holding during the auction, like, you know, and that was, that was, you know, people were coming in and they're, they're chatting, they're talking live. Uh, That's a really good that, point. Yeah. So yeah. having those things you emerge are really interesting and exciting too 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I do want to get more into the Twitter spaces thing. I find it's a time thing. That's what I do like about just checking my tweets is it's non-committal. You can just really quick look and move on, you know. Twitter spaces does take a little bit more of, okay, yeah, I'm sit I've... down and I'm going to be involved here, <laughs> you know. Uh, I've, I've held a couple for nifty pride and you know you kind of have to be on for about an hour yes. because the first 10 15 minutes is just you sitting on your own <laughs> <laughs> where like is anyone gonna join this space <laughs> yeah what you mean yeah <laughs> exactly yeah and then but you know and then and then a half an hour in there's a couple people and then 45 yeah. minutes in there's like eight people and and then you're like, okay, well, I kind of have to go now, but uh, now I finally have. Now like, that it's a finally started, I have to leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But That's I mean, funny. you also have uh, some some, uh, some people who are more well known, like uh, Zanavi. Uh, their space, their Twitter spaces are very well sure. attended, and like you know, some really cool discussions happening there too. MC yeah, Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. MC Hammer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still can't get him on I, my I podcast. I haven't had any engagement from... <laughs> yeah, you should. You should. I well, tried. He, will, sa right? he said... He, like... he actually replied to me. He's like, oh, thanks, bro, or something like that, but I'm not doing any podcasts right now. I'm like, oh, well, thanks for replying. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like and you said you're about on engagement, his right? radar, right? Like... That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah planting yeah. the seed that's great yeah <laughs> yeah totally so yeah uh besides the super rare application what are the uh you've got the collab going with who was that date you said you're doing the collab with the music clear eyes oh yeah collaborating with clear eyes music yep. um mm -hmm. yeah super excited about that it, it's interesting there like i haven't we're we're talking about like different platforms and uh we wanted we actually want to drop it as an AR piece, right? We want the mm -hmm. AR to be the NFT. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's there's some there's some figuring out there, and and you know there will be listeners who are just like, oh, dude, just do this, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, please DM me if you have that thought. But like right now, <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure how we're gonna do it. That's part um, of the fun, like, though, right? Is I know that unknown element, right? totally and it's kind of exciting to think that like you know to not have that space and to know that you like might be some of the first people that are doing that kind mm -hmm. of a project um i'm i'm probably being super ignorant there's probably already a, a platform that's that's doing this and lots of and people claim to we'll be the it, very but... first have of something and then it turns out no you're <laughs> yeah, not the exactly. first please stop saying you're the very first <laughs> uh, yeah for sure yeah. yeah but it is there is you know something fun to just kind of almost flying by the seat of your pants and kind of just figuring it out as you go and then going okay this is what we came up with yeah and there's some cool ideas like that i've had as well right mm -hmm. where it's like oh you know what like wouldn't it be cool to drop a series um where part of the you know smart contract would award uh, collectors of the full series with like a, a, an award nft at the end of it like that mm. kind of stuff and um 
and I, I know, and I know that there's, you know, I'm not a developer either. Right. So it's mm. like my knowledge around making that work is, is, sure. is non-existent. You but, just got to uh, hook up with a developer on discord or whatever. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, I, I, I mentioned in my, my abbreviated NFT story on Twitter yesterday, that one of the first things that sort of piqued my interest in this was the top star Wars card trader app, <laughs> oh. which, uh, you know, is a few years old now. And, um, but they would do that thing, right? It's like you would collect a set. And if you had the whole set in your collection by a certain date, then the award card would land in your collection. Oh, okay. um, and then the award card was obviously uh, much rarer because the mm -hmm. number of people that had the full collection was was lower than each individual mint of the of the set. Okay. So stuff like that is has already been done and uh but it's cool to have these ideas and to think like you know oh maybe i could do something like this and here's my advice and, and people are doing that um yeah what is it just claim it's the first ever and you'll get lots of engagement from people freaking out about it that yeah yeah hashtag first to market <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no people are doing it um just kind of manually on t twitter as well right like if you follow somebody it's like hey fyi uh if you are a collector of all three or all six of these pieces um you know i'm dropping this other piece that's that's only going to be for those collectors of the mm. set um and my my friend tim riapel is doing this right now actually he's he said oh. if you if you're holding all all six of my first ticket monk pieces then you're gonna you know you'll be uh sent this like exclusive and i think there's it, for for uh, for a while it was two people i think somebody else has uh managed to to, na to nab the all six of the others so mm. now there's three people who will now get a one of three uh nft from him at no cost, right, right. But because they have invested in his work already, so okay. stuff like that is also, you know, kind of a off-chain way of of doing this is sure. super cool, right? Yeah, yeah. You've actually got me thinking now because I had way back when uh, CryptoPunks were first rising in popularity. I there was this unofficial punks movement that Second Realm kind of initiated, and then I created Zombie Punks, and the first 15 of them sold really quickly and then it just kind of slowed down and now I've got like five left and maybe what I should do is say, okay, anyone holding any of the, there's 20 punks total, anyone holding any one of these punks, you're going to get a free, I don't know, special edition zombie punk or something like that. That'd be a good idea. Totally. Totally. I think it's such a cool way, you know, like lots of people um are are you know talking about like ways to add value and you know lots of people know about uh, uh nft freaks and and their mm -hmm. their twitter spaces you know it's, it's always talking about like how to add value how to get you know get people excited about your work and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i mean it, it really is uh it is a creative exercise in in marketing right because it's yep. it's just you out there yes. you know it's you on the platform with millions of other people 
and and you know you're making your own name for yourself or you know carving out your own reputation it's up to you to like spark that and get people excited so yeah it's yeah Yeah, no it is a it is a self-marketing game right where yeah i mean you gotta find ways to make yourself stand out from the crowd right for sure yeah and there's been like you've talked about this on other episodes you know people are are coming in with galleries or or with these specialized platforms or you know a kind of collectives um to to try and uh yeah to try and feature specific artists a bit more um which is a really interesting thing. Uh, and, and one of the Nifty Pride people, Ben Haley, they were on another podcast a week or two ago and talking about this and and how, you know, we have a really interesting opportunity in the NFT space to make sure that it doesn't become, a, you know, this virtual copy of the art world where, you know, the rich get richer kind of thing right Mm. um we're at this ground level right now and um there because it is this you know crazy wild west there's so much opportunity to build you know build ways to be inclusive and stay inclusive and make sure that um you know that artists who you know, maybe aren't uh, so able to, you know, keep up with the Twitter hype, uh, mm-hmm. still get a chance to be seen and collected and, and they get that opportunity to, uh, you know, pay their rent with NFTs mm-hmm. or their medical bills or whatever it is, right? There's, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it just opens up like you, you know, we've talked about people like with the Nifty Pride who you know, maybe vulnerable in one way or another, and it opens up opportunities for them too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a really, it's really exciting space to be a part of and, uh, and to be, to be part of that kind of movement towards, you know, uh, artist agency and that kind of thing is also really exciting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. Any uh, last uh, thing you want to say about your hopes for the next little while here to wrap things up? Oh, geez, yeah. Well, you know, I, I this can this stuff can really take over your time and life. Yes. Um, for me, one of the most important things is to like not try and limit that. Um, you know like I said, I have a, you know, a full-time job and I'm not quitting my day job, but like, I'm also not, you know, quitting on my day job. Like it's super important to, to me and my family that I have that. And so, um, it's like, I got to make sure, you know, that I'm keeping up with all, all that, all those responsibilities, you know, I have a family as well. Spending time with the family and everything is like, you know when when you get into this and and you make a sale and people are mentioning on twitter it can be really kind of addictive and overwhelming um which yeah i i could and and maybe you know i have that type of personality as well that just gets drawn into things 
but um yeah for people who are getting into it like just <laughs> make sure you're making time for the other things that are important in your life like like really important you know if you don't mm -hmm. sell any nfts and you <laughs> uh you need to go get another job or something like that and, and there are people and and other things that are that are going to be there waiting for you and and just to make sure that you make time and and pay attention to to, to those things that are that are really important <laughs> yeah well said it's true yeah and you know it is kind of a tougher time now i mean sales are down pretty much across the board with the exception of you know really high profile stuff like crypto punks or whatever right um so it can yeah. be a tough time for, you know, I, I've seen people who, you know, two months ago are like, that's it. I'm, I've quit my job. I'm doing this full time. And now they're like, uh, I had to go back to my job. Right. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But I mean, when you're so, we're so excited that you could, you know, make a go of this as, as a way of making your enough income, I can see the disappointment there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it can be a yeah. discouraging and, time. You know, I don't want people. to discourage anybody yeah either right like it there's an incredible opportunity um yeah. but it, you got to be realistic i i went in it thinking okay i i just i'd actually just sold a couple of real irl paintings mm -hmm. and so i said i said to my wife like okay i i want to use like a portion of this sale to kind of try out this nft thing so we're like okay uh, i get <laughs> i get 200 dollars, right like mm -hmm. that's what i'm putting in um and, and that's all I'm kind of risking financially. Uh, you know, I haven't taken anything out. I haven't put anything more in. It's all kind of circulating within the metaverse right now. But um, yeah, it's like it, important to kind of set those boundaries for yourself. Yeah. For set sure. the expectations too, right? Like, sure, people are selling work for tens of thousands of dollars or, or sure, people are you know launching their collectible series that's selling out in in a day but you know you can't you can't expect that that's going to happen no well and it's kind of like walking through a casino and you see the person winning you know and it's like yeah but okay that's rare right like <laughs> for sure you know yeah <laughs> we all you know you get the feeling like oh how come everyone else is having the success and not me but that's an illusion there's lots of people struggling with it or and you know the reality is i think to me personally is if it's not a source of joy for you if it's not something you're doing because you love doing it you know then maybe it's not a great fit right realistically yeah absolutely yeah uh i i mean i i see it as you know just another way that people are going to be selling artwork right you'll go to a mm -hmm. craft show uh, you know my my wife and i uh, well my wife runs a small business um golden ginger and she's a textile designer we do craft shows right as we go to these shows and we sell you know our our tea towels and throw pillows and stuff um but i i think I think the NFTs are just going to be another thing where it's like yep. people will come up to craft shows and be like, Hey, I love your work. Do you have any NFTs? Yeah, I think so. And then, I think that'll happen. Know, to yep. be able to have like, yeah, an open sea link, you know, on a QR mm -hmm. code in your, in your booth. And it's just like, yeah, sure. Load it up. And totally uh, yeah. like not, not have it be like this. Oh no, my work hasn't sold in a week. Like, what am I going to do? Maybe I should burn it. No, no, no. Just like, <laughs> it's going to be 
uh, a secondary like virtual marketplace for art and and yep. i don't think that's that aspect of it is not going to go away no i don't I, I think you're absolutely right like i even had it where i had a little exhibit in miami last weekend thank you to crass kitty and uh you know it was the artworks were there it was at that uh, bitcoin conference event it was not, well it wasn't at the bitcoin conference event obviously because it was ethereum but it was I forget the name of that area in Miami. But anyway, it, and there was just a giant QR code there on the wall. And so if anyone wanted to, they could just scan that and boom, there you go. Right. And I can see that happening a lot of places yeah. where you'll just walk in and see stuff yeah. and, and go, oh, I can buy it with the QR code. And then they'll just go ahead and buy it right there on the spot. So, yep, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Live hey. by. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know we had a little bit of lag here and there, but I don't think it's really a big problem. Uh, I think it was great. I had a great time chatting with you, Darren, and, and thank you so much for having me on. I feel really honored to be among your, you know, very amazing list of guests on this podcast. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I was very happy to have you on. And I look forward to uh, chatting with you and the crew from Nifty Pride. Yes, absolutely. Us as well. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Awesome. Okay. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Darren. Thanks. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.